podcast is brought to you by LMU Munich. Thank you very much, Aririta, uh, for this very kind introduction. Um, what observational epidemiology essentially does is to harvest the population experience, to harvest the experience that lies hidden in the population regarding causality of diseases. Um, regarding relations between exposure phenomena and health phenomena. The great challenge is to be able to obtain this information to undertake a data collection that can capture this information in the most valid and most cost-efficient way. Uh, the tradition uh, and nature of observational epidemiology is to measure as much as possible, to collect as many data as possible. This has always been and will continue to be so it's both the strength and in some ways also the weakness of observational epidemiology compared to, for instance, more, the more rigorous practices applied in uh, randomized control trials. Many advances in science are directly attributable to this strategy because it is the unexpected associations that will bring us forward and it may be just in one corner of the data where the information, the hidden population experience will come forward and bring us new information, important knowledge regarding uh, the exposure disease relation. Uh, the original observations in the Doha field are go good example of, examples of this. The seminal and um, at the time um, uh, unexpected and highly sensational findings in the late 80s and early 90s that pointed to associations between perinatal variables and the individual's risk of chronic diseases such as ischemic heart disease and breast cancer many years later were, were criticized for being results of data dredging and indeed many of us were skeptical. However, time has shown that these observations could be reproduced in other settings and we now, now know uh, that they did represent major leaps in our knowledge. Having said that, you have to be aware of the backside of a, of a strategy where you do highly exploratory data analysis as these will inevitably result in false signals also. This has discredited epidemiology to some extent uh, and led to a period of, of uh, self-criticism and some lessons learned from that um, is that when possible we should make large studies where random error is less, less likely to happen and we should establish fora with open discussions and we should even establish mechanisms where you can do parallel analysis or confirmatory analysis of two or several data sets preferably before you publish your own unexpected findings. Indeed, this is something that we um, practiced uh, in our theme in longitudinal epidemiology of, of the Ernest project, an open discussion. We have managed to do several coordinated analyses across the Danish and Norwegian cohorts, and I do hope that this spirit will continue and develop in uh, our future collaborations and interactions. After these more general words of caution, let us look at the question, the two questions again. Where are we and where do we go? Is it possible to characterize the studies that have been made so far? And is it possible to characterize the studies that we need in the future? Let us try. Um, the first studies leaned on uh, crude growth measures, uh, which related to crude mortality, were related to crude mortality or uh, morbidity measures. And I just mentioned uh, two examples, uh, the classical papers by Barker uh, in the late 90s uh, relating birth weight to uh, cardiovascular mortality 
and by ECBOM and others relating birth weight and preeclampsia to later risk of breast cancer in the female offspring. A next series of studies applied different strategies. Um, some focused, or many focused on specifying the exposures that were believed to be involved, especially pregnancy diet. And today, a multitude of, of different cohorts exist in Europe and other places. Uh, and uh, the European Union has been uh, instrumental in financing several of these studies. Still other studies established growth trajectories um, uh, more in order to uh, develop postnatal uh, growth trajectories uh, and relate that to morbidity measures such as blood pressure. All these studies have resulted in new knowledge and will also do so in the next few years to come. The next wave of studies applied a multitude of different approaches. One has been to establish cohorts where you have assessed diet in the preconceptional period, meaning prior to pregnancy, a design which uh, represents immense logistical challenges, but which the Southampton group seems to have overcome with their Southampton Women's Survey. Other studies uh, made sure to um, collect materials that enable assessment of genotoxicity, and there are uh, at least two large uh, EU consortia, the New Generis and, and the New Obelix consortium that has accomplished that. Still other studies have done physiological measurements of children, uh, such as, for instance, measurements of uh, carotid artery um, uh, thickness of, intima, of, 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 of the uh, vessels, or DEXA scans of the children, uh, which can give uh, indicators of, of um, uh, future diseases. And several cohorts have, have been careful to, like, uh, to collect genetic uh, materials, such as in the, Danish, in, in the Norwegian cohort, where they have collected DNA both on mothers and children uh, and of, of the fathers. Then there are the high susceptibility cohorts, such as the cohort in, in Finland, uh, where they have identified children uh, with high risk uh, for uh, diabetes uh, type 1. Uh, another important uh, approach has been to make studies larger, uh, such as we have accomplished in the Nordic countries with the Danish, DNBC, Danish National Birth Cohort and the Norwegian Moorbar Cohort, uh, each of which recruited around 100,000 uh, pregnancies. Um, this is important because uh, the, it will give greater power and it will also uh, give a possibility to uh, look at true morbidity measures such as asthma uh, in the offspring and not only look at normative phenomena such as, for instance, shifts in the central parts of the distributions of, of child growth measures. To the question, where do we go now in epidemiology, I cannot give you any clear answer. We have just seen uh, that the approaches grow like branches on a tree simultaneously in many different directions, and it will be this multitude and heterogeneity of approaches which will ensure that we will learn more in the years to come uh, in the studies of these highly multifaceted faceted and complicated phenomena of developmental programming. So let me just end this epidemiology part by summarizing my main points, that we should develop settings that will facilitate collaborative work across cohorts and mechanisms where expected findings in one cohort can be replicated as soon as possible in other cohorts. The Ernest Project has provided good opportunities for that, and there are several excellent other initiatives in the field, for instance, the I4C, the International Childhood Cancer Cohorts Consortium.
We should not decide upon the best uh, study designs for future studies. This is up to the creativity of the researchers and the research groups. But it would be desirable to make larger studies with greater statistical power. Uh, and initiatives to ensure a minimum of compatibility across the study designs is desirable. And that's, for instance, what we, we did in the Danish cohorts, Danish and Norwegian cohorts, where we have similar methodologies to assess dietary intake in pregnancy. And we are now planning to undertake dietary intake in the 14-year-old offspring using similar methodologies. Um, we should initiate further studies to make dietary assessments preconceptionally. This will be important. And we should also make uh, focus studies, focus follow-up studies from the already existing larger studies in the field, like that I mentioned in, in the Danish cohort. Uh, and I believe that this will represent some uh, novel, novel, uh, novelty. Uh, we are planning, uh, as a matter of fact, to make follow-ups uh, uh, in, in the years to come from this large database. In the Danish cohort, for instance, we have uh, uh, in the years 2012, 13, 14, and 15, uh, every year uh, uh, between 10,000 and 20,000 children will become 15 years old, uh, and we are planning to make focus studies in, in, in these offspring. Thank you very much.